Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week. It gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can. Help people in your life grow stronger in their faith and come closer to God and maybe get to heaven. What a blessing that would be for them, but it would also be a great blessing for you. So share through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. We're going to talk about Jesus Christ being our Savior. I want to help you understand. I want to try to help everybody understand who might be listening to this particular series of of lessons that we're podcasting at this time as today's Bible class. I want you to understand that Jesus Christ is your Savior. Now, the Scriptures are extremely repetitive in pointing to Jesus as being our Savior. I know there are a lot of people out there, probably none of whom are listening to this podcast at this time because they would not, in their mind, waste their time listening to Bible being taught because they don't believe in God to begin with, or they're very skeptical at the very least of God's existence, and therefore they don't believe much about Jesus either, and they certainly don't accept the Bible as being God's Word. But for those who are listening, and we know that there are a great many who do so on a regular basis, we get communications or we get uh, information indicating such. I want you to know that Jesus is your Savior. Don't listen to what other people who are disbelievers or skeptics or agnostics, don't listen to what they say and let their statements of, well, disbelief and in some cases outright ignorance, don't let that sway you from your sound faith in belief in God and in Christ. Jesus is your Savior. When we look at Matthew chapter 1, we see the announcement of the impending birth of Jesus from an angel sent by God. Beginning, beginning in Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Now, they were betrothed, but they were not married yet. They had not been together in any kind of sexual relationship. But Mary was expectant with child. Joseph recognized that, obviously, But it was not through some other physical male that she had become expectant with child, but through the Holy Spirit. Now, he was respectful of her. He did not want to make a public example of her by putting her away, and that would be essentially the equivalent of a divorce for us today, although a divorce is between married spouses. But he wanted to do that secretly, privately, and save her well, save her public disgrace, if you would. 
In verse 20, we go on, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David. So Joseph, his bloodline was such that he descended from David. Now that's significant in that the Old Testament prophecies, they prophesied that the coming Savior would be through the bloodline of David. Now, Joseph would not be the biological father of Jesus because, again, Mary was expectant with child by the Holy Spirit. But in the eyes of the Jewish people, and Matthew has written from a more legalistic view from the Jewish perspective, Joseph would be seen as the legal father of Jesus. And so someone might say, well, but he did not qualify on a biological basis. Well, but in the eyes of the people, now remember, Jesus was coming specifically to the Jews, and he was to call them to him as the prophesied Savior, the Messiah, prophesied in Old Testament Scripture repeatedly, the Messiah come to earth. They needed to believe in him, and so they would have looked at at the perspective of Jesus' bloodline perhaps from but in a different way than we would primarily. And so they would see Joseph as his legal father. And there would be at least some critics who would say, if Joseph had not descended through the bloodline of David, that Jesus would not be qualified to be their savior. Well, God took care of that. Joseph was of the bloodline of David. And so verse 21, the angel goes on and he says, She will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, back in verse 20, the angel assured or reassured Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So the angel sent from God reassures Joseph that Mary had not cheated on him, that she had not become sexually impure, but that God had acted upon her through the Holy Spirit and made her pregnant with child. But it was not just any child that she would bear. It would be, verse 21 again, she shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, this was not just a statement from the angel that Jesus would save his people from their sins, but the very name Jesus meant Savior. His very name proclaimed that he was and is our Savior. In verse 22, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying behold a virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us now this goes all the way back to Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 and God through Isaiah prophesying of the coming savior And here is the fulfillment. And the statement by the angel to Joseph that this child 
with, with whom your wife-to-be is expectant, this child shall save his people from their sins, and you shall call his name Jesus, Savior. Jesus came bearing the identity even before his physical birth into this world as the Savior of mankind. Think about that. Rather amazing, isn't it? And Joseph was reassured. Mary has been faithful. The child with, with whom she is expected is of God through the Holy Spirit. You shall call his name Jesus, Savior, because he will save his people from their sins. At least that's what he came to do. Now, I want us to turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And I want us to read there, beginning with verse 8. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 8. Luke was a physician. Now, he wrote his gospel account of Jesus on this earth from a different perspective from that with which Matthew wrote. Matthew, again, looked at it from the more legalistic perspective of the Jewish mindset. Luke, from the more physical perspective. When you look at the genealogy of Jesus in the book of Luke, it is not along the same line all the way as the genealogy in Matthew chapter 1. But both genealogies go back to David, and so the prophecy is fulfilled. Luke looks at it from a more physical perspective, Mary being the physical mother of Jesus, and Matthew covers Jesus from the more legalistic perspective of Joseph being seen as the legal father of Jesus, even though not the biological father. Now, beginning with verse 8 in Luke chapter 2, now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. There was in the same country. What country? Well, they were, if you go back to the first seven verses in Luke chapter 2, Mary and Joseph were in Bethlehem, and she had born Jesus, the Christ child, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, at that same time, in that same area, same country, there were shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is called Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Well, again, the first seven verses of this same chapter 
describe Mary bringing forth Jesus in physical being into this world and wrapping him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. The angel tells the shepherds in the field, this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in the swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And again, there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior, Christ the Lord. The announcement of Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2 to the shepherds in the field. The announcement of the impending birth of Jesus to who would be recognized as his, as his legal father, Joseph, who would be the husband of Mary in Matthew chapter 1. And in both of these accounts, Jesus is identified as the Savior. He is your Savior. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus into this world to be the Savior of mankind, but from a personal application and perspective to be our Savior. Help us to not just recognize him as such, but to come to him as the Savior, our Savior, for forgiveness and salvation. Thank you, Father. And Father, please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.